magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Good morning. It is Wednesday, June 7th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. Thanks for listening this morning. It's been a two-year-long fight between the PGA and the Live Golf, but it came to a stunning conclusion yesterday, live, while we were on the air, Rob. You've had a few minutes to think about it now. Arch rivals joining forces. Let's talk about this. So this is not a golf conversation that we're going to have, if that's all right with you. Sure. We're going to have a society conversation. Okay. Because... Golf remains, while yes, golf is played across the globe, it is not one of what we consider the big three in this country, baseball, basketball, foot, and football's obviously King B. Dominant. And so people who are not necessarily into golf need to pay attention to this conversation because while golf is the focal point of what's happening, there's something much bigger at play. And... I was having a conversation last night with someone who works in government, and they said something, and I can't take credit for this, but I'm going to totally use it. And they said, what people need to realize here and why this thing matters is that the whole goal of Saudi Arabia and the public wealth fund that is funded live is to integrate Saudi Arabia into global culture so they can change it and the way they're changing it is they are literally buying Mm -hmm. it and that is what happened yesterday jay moynihan who's the head of the pga is a traitor and a backstabber especially given the fact that basically one year ago he's on national television mm-hmm. decrying what live is funded by the Saudi wealth fund invoking 911 and the people who lost their lives on 911 and what happened yesterday is Saudi because with this merger between live and the professional golf the professional golf association is while the PGA will run this entity Live will fund it. Mm-hmm. And we all are the public, the Saudi wealth fund will fund it. And we all know money talks, right? Money's going to make the choices. Well, it clearly talked here. So what we have now, and we've seen this with soccer, the Saudis have done this or, and are doing this with soccer. And what the Saudis have recognized, and the, these people who run the Saudi wealth fund, these people who have uh, helped accumulate this wealth with Saudi Arabia, they, they are in many cases evil maniacal people but they are also brilliant people and what they recognized is we're not going to waltz into the national football league and purchase an nfl team because the owners control that they're never going to allow that to happen but it's like the frog in the pot of water right 
the the frog is not going to if you just jump in a pot of boiling water you're going oh my gosh i'm getting toasted and i'm going to get out but if you slow burn that he doesn't realize he doesn't realize it's it boiling and if you start with what would be considered in many corners more niche sports and again yes soccer's a global sport golf is played around the world but it is not the the nba the nfl or major league baseball and if your goal is to accumulate and acquire American culture for the purposes of changing it to the culture that you desire. What a great way, but to conquer these niche sports and to become the dominant feature in these niche sports. And now what will happen is at these golf tournaments, there's always a title sponsor, right? The work day Mm -hmm. or whoever, the head of this wealth fund who now has a very integral part in this new tour is going to come to Jay Moynihan, the head of the PGA Tour, and say, wow, so we're doing this tournament in such and such a place, and the title sponsor is Acme Industries. I'd really like a two-hour sit-down with the head of Acme Industries as part of us providing the monetary benefit for you to be able to have this tour. Well, now Jay Moynihan is completely beholden to the Saudi Wealth Fund because they are the ones funding this apparatus. So now you have not only the Saudis dominating parts of the American sports society, it's not just about sports. It's about buying access to be able to obtain American business, prominence in American culture, prominence in American way of life and make no mistake about it, Casey, their goal is to change it to what they see proper and fit. This is just the first step in. So a lot of people are accusing the PGA Tour of taking Saudi blood money. They're calling it sports washing and hypocritical. And, you know, the Live Golf Tour, they still have that deal with Nexstar in the CW. And they've come out and said, nothing's going to change with that TV schedule. It's still going to go through 2024. Here's what's fascinating about this. And we talk about this a lot on this show, where good behavior rarely gets rewarded in our society and bad behavior often gets benefited. And that's why people behave the way they do. And look at what happened here. You had multiple high profile golfers take the blood money from the Saudis, whether it's DeShamwow or Dustin Johnson or Cam Smith And all of these prominent people went. And what the PGA did is they went to people like Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods and Will Zalatoris and multiple other prominent golfers, and they laid the guilt trip on them. You can't go. You got to stand and fight. We can't give in to these people. You know what they are. You're the last line of defense. Now, now with Rory McIlroy, he's not from America, so it's not a patriotic thing. But it's you know what these people are, and we can't give in to them. And these guys passed. In the case of Tiger Woods, it's rumored that he passed on $700 million. Rory McIlroy, it's believed $250 million. And what is believed is going to happen now is these guys who took the blood money, the Phil Mickelsons, et cetera, are going to probably get to keep their money and reintegrate themselves into this new tour while people like Rory McIlroy and Will Zaltoris and Tiger Woods are going to get absolutely nothing. And we keep seeing this in our society where bad behavior 
gets rewarded, where people who take shortcuts get rewarded, where people, we see this in politics all the time. Why do people, you know, let's just, let's bring it as local as we can. Why do people in our state government, our lawmakers, not stand up to the angry red-shirted teachers? They know what's right. They know public education is totally out of control. They know the funding is totally out of control. They know what's going on in the classrooms, but they keep giving in. Why? Because it's hard to stand and fight. It's hard to stand up to those lunatics while they're chanting at you at the state house. Why? Because people like us, Casey, well, not us, but normal conservatives, well, they're just going to go about their day. They're not going to come and get angry. They're not going to get up in our grill. They're not going to wear color-coordinated T-shirts and shout profanities and act like lunatics. So we'll just give in to what's easier, and these politicians keep getting rewarded for giving in to what's easier. And this is what we saw yesterday, is the PG Tour, Jay Moynihan, those guys gave in to what was easier. And the people who did the bad thing, which is took the Saudi blood money, are going to get rewarded. And the people who did the right thing are getting nothing as of right now. Well, one thing that this also does is it ends any pending litigation between the two organizations. So financial records they're not going to be out in the open through discovery anymore and what do you think about donald trump predicting this he truthed out actually he tweeted out i believe when he was still on twitter a year ago all of those golfers that remain loyal to the very disloyal pga in all of its different forms will pay a big price when the inevitable merger when live comes yeah so this was truth social media and okay he's, and he's absolutely right he was absolutely 100%. Now, Trump doesn't get any moral high horse on this because he was hosting live events at his sure. golf courses, and he doesn't like the PGA because they pulled the PGA championship from one of his golf courses. So it's not like you can raise Trump's hand as some sort of patriot here, but he's absolutely right. Good behavior got screwed again. We keep looking around going, why is the culture the way it is? Why is society the way it is? Why are young people the way that they are? And the answer is because time and again, people who take shortcuts, people who don't live up to their end of the bargain, people who behave in a bad manner, keep getting rewarded. And that's what yesterday was all about. This isn't about golf. Golf is the mirage. Golf is the front. It's just like it isn't about soccer. Soccer is the front. It is about lunatics, dangerous people who hate this country to the point that they were involved in 9-11 or citizens of their country were involved in 9-11, and there's no way you're going to convince me that these people all just came over to this country and the government didn't know, well, boy, imagine that. And yet, here we are, 22 years later, we are allowing these people to gobble up American culture. Casey, when we come back, Biden got asked about this. Mm-hmm. And he, he has his answer, with his answer, he has literally become a Simpsons character. Yeah. Can we play that when we come back? It's coming up from 93 WIBC. Everybody's talking at me. 21 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Do you know who Matt Reif is? I do now, Casey. With his million-dollar smile. So uh, I had no idea who this guy was until about three days ago. Mm-hmm. And then every female that I am friends with on Facebook... Mm-hmm started posting mm-hmm. links to this mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> Are you going to be okay over there? Do you need a cold shower? This guy started posting links to this guy's uh, ticket sales that mm-hmm. he's coming to Indy, mm-hmm. and he is, I have gathered, mm-hmm. um, 
a well-assembled comedian. He has a million-dollar smile. <laughs> Let's put it that way. What's his name? His name is Matt Reif. Uh-huh. He's really made a name for himself online and doing TikToks. He's really quite funny. He gets really involved with the audience. He interacts with oh, the I'm audience. Sure, he does. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. actually seen him. You the, have the algorithm's been uh, pushing his clips on yeah. YouTube. Well, he's doing a nationwide tour, and he's coming to Indiana. He's going to do two shows here, and on February 14th. He's going to be at IU, and he's also going to be at Marat on October 15th. Tickets for his show go on sale Friday from his website, and it's at 10 a.m. They go on sale, but from what I've heard, they're already nah, the pre-sales are already nah, sold nah, out. Nah, 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 nah. Time out here. I'm going to call party foul on this. You know how, how I feel about this? I feel the same way about this that I do the rich people now buying the discount stuff at the, the Walmart brand at the Walmart. And for those of you who aren't familiar, the rich people and I had a deal for years. You get the name brand stuff. You get the nicer stuff. I'll take the cheap stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody just stay in their own lane. Okay. You, you make more money than yeah. me. You're going to live a better life than me. You just stay out of my lane. And I accept that there's two classes of people. But then during COVID, when inflation caused things to be so expensive that even some of the richer people couldn't afford it or they couldn't get it, yeah. they broke the deal. Right? They started venturing into the Walmart brand lane. And that is a total betrayal of the agreement that we had amongst the classes. You get yours, I get mine. Too bad you couldn't afford yours anymore. That's a problem between you and the federal government. Okay. I should still be able to get mine. Same thing here. How? Well, here's the deal. Good-looking people have a gajillion avenues by which to make money. They've got magazines. They've got movies. They've got billboards. Mm-hmm. They've got advertisements. Sure. There's a, a television, whatever. There's a million different ways you can make money. Comedy yeah. is supposed to for be ugly people? for the less attractive people. That is their avenue. It is for the Burt What's-His-Face, the guy that runs around with his shirt off all the time, yeah. and for the Andrew Dice Clays and the... They're, they're not Comedians are not supposed to be good-looking people. There's a clear delineation, and this guy is breaking the rules. And I'm reading here on his Wikipedia page, he used to be in a relationship with Kate Beckinsale. Who? Kate Beckinsale. Who the world is that? She's well-assembled actress. She was was in the movie Pearl Harbor with Ben Affleck. Hard to believe he wasn't dating Rosie O'Donnell. Uh Uh-huh. Well, (laughs) ladies love a a man who makes them laugh, and if he's not bad to look at, well, that's just cherry on top. I mean, I thought I was going to have to get a fire extinguisher on you when you came in here today. (laughs) I want to see him. I think he's really funny. Uh, Also, this morning, don't know if you heard about this, Abdul sent this out. Major changes coming to Monument Circle. He said that he's told that the western half will eventually be closed to traffic and a major increase in police presence, including evening roll calls on the circle and lots of green space being planted. They're going to have a news conference apparently this morning at 10 a.m. All right. Why don't we take a break mm-hmm. and we'll tell you if it's something important for Monument Circle or if it's just the usual hog set BS once he has the press conference. Right. Well, there is an election coming up. <laughs> So let's make Monument Circle nice again. All right. So let's take a break. When we come back, we've got to play you this audio of Biden getting asked about the PGA Live merger. He has literally become a Simpsons character. And Tucker's back. Tucker is back. He posted a 10-minute clip on Twitter, and we've got some of it for you coming up from 93 WIBC. When you stray, faces come out of the rain. The game of golf 
is better for what we've done today. (laughs) That's what the PGA commissioner said yesterday after the deal was announced between the PGA Tour and Live Golf. It's 932 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I used to say that all the time after I went out for a night of drinking, Casey, when I would get reprimanded. The world is a better place for what I've done today. (laughs) And that is about as true as what Jay Moynihan and those morons tried to say about golf. So, Saudi Arabia pretty much bought the PGA Tour. (laughs) Yes, Saudi Arabia is totally entrenched in American culture. And look, we have said many times on this show, in terms of the way our government deals with someone, that is different than the way we as a society should deal with someone. And what I mean by that is, in terms of people in the Middle East that we as our government should be interested in having some sort of relationship with, Saudi Arabia is markedly better than, say, Iran or uh, infinitely infinite numbers of basically everyone over there other than Israel, Saudi Arabia, because they have a desire to implement some forms of Western culture. They have a, a desire to make money. They they are not. They are interested in survival and advancement, and that is different than some of those lunatics that in, in these other countries that we deal with on the regular. However, that does not mean that we as Americans or private entities or whatever should embrace and prop up and support these people because at the end of the day, they're still the same people mm-hmm. whose citizens were responsible for 9-11. Yes. And that at the core of who they are, it's like Kim Jong-un. He made strides with Trump because he's interested in survival. Doesn't make him a good guy. Doesn't mean it's somebody who has the interest of citizens or advancement of women or advancement of human rights at his core. So the way the government deals with somebody is different than the way we as Americans should deal with those people. And we have just handed the keys to these lunatics to a big portion of American society now, because as we talked about in the first segment, it's not just golf, it's business, it's a culture, and their goal is to buy our culture so they can change it and implement what they want into our culture. Yeah, it's a way to erode the American culture. And Chris Murphy, who's a senator from Connecticut, he said, this is weird. PGA officials were just in my office a few months ago talking about how the Saudis' human rights record should be disqualifying them from having a stake in any major American sport. But yet, here we are. It's the old saying, can't beat them, join them. In this case, can't beat them, buy them. Yeah, and and if the PGA players, now they are not going to do this, but if they actually wanted to fix this issue, the number one issue to... The number one way to fix this issue would be to boycott the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. If every player on the PGA Tour said we are, we were not, they were not consulted about this. They were not uh, asked for input on this. Most of them didn't even know until it came out. Uh, the guy some was on CNBC. Them, some of them were actually on the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to send a message, now again, because the majors are so revered, and that is how golfers are judged. Everything else is basically club sport. The other events, yes, they're important. Yes, you make money. But the majors are how people get remembered and judged as golfers. And the U.S. Open is the most important golf tournament in the entire world. It's our nation's championship. 
so they would were not going to do this. But if you actually wanted to stop this, every one of them boycotting the U.S. Open would absolutely be the way to do it. If you had a half-empty field and it's just the live guys and the foreign guys out there playing in the U.S. Open, boy, what a message that, that would send. It's not going to happen. So Biden gets asked about this, and he gave an answer that only Biden would probably give. So you have this thing with international consequence. It will affect business and sports and culture the world over. And he gets asked, and Casey, Mm -hmm. his answer, (laughs) this isn't even a sentence. I plan on being a PGA. What does that even mean? Can we play that again just so people don't think I'm making that up? Not we're evaluating the deal. Mm-hmm. We're uh, looking to see whether it violates any, you know, trust laws, antitrust laws. We're looking to see what the oversight will be. We're very concerned about the Saudi Arabian, essentially, government having such, you know, a play in American culture. We'll get back to you. We understand how the 9-11 families are upset by this. I plan on being a PGA. Yeah, what does that mean? (laughs) He went... It's not even a sentence. Is he saying that he's ready to retire and go walk the golf course? So it dawned on me. Please, go. Yes, go golf. (laughs) I'm watching this. And it dawned on me who Biden has become. (laughs) Biden has become Abraham Simpson, Grandpa Simpson from (laughs) The Simpsons. And it just, I mean, it's been going on for quite some time. Mm -hmm. The The transition is complete. The stumbling, the fumbling over words, the incoherent sentences, the confusion, the not knowing where he's at. And one clip pretty much sums it up. So there is a famous episode of The Simpsons where Bart and Lisa, the kids, Mm -hmm. start writing scripts for a cartoon known as Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. And they're getting paid a lot of money because they're so good at writing the scripts, but they can't do it because they're kids. So they give Grandpa Simpson's name Mm -hmm. as the name of who's writing these cartoons for Itchy and Scratchy. Keep in mind, we're going to play you the clip of who Biden's become. The name of the show is Itchy (laughs) and Scratchy. Is this the Abraham Simpson who wrote the Itchy and Scratchy episode? Itchy and what? Oh, you must be some kind of crazy person. I'm sorry, but we have a substantial check here for a Mr. Abraham Simpson. That's right. I did the Iggy. <laughs> I did it. Oh, no. I plan on being a PGA. I'm going to be a PGA. You're going to be a PGA. It is 939. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Tucker Carlson debuted his new show, and it was a 10-minute clip that he put on Twitter. It's called Tucker on Twitter. And he talked about the West's unwavering support for Ukraine. He questioned why UFO whistleblowers are not dominating the news. And he also said that Americans live in ignorance. This is about the first 30 seconds of the show. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. This morning, it looks like somebody blew up the Kokovka Dam in southern Ukraine. 
The rushing wall of water wiped out entire villages, destroyed a critical hydropower plant, and as of tonight, puts the largest nuclear reactor in Europe in danger of melting down. So if this was intentional, it was not a military tactic. It was an act of terrorism. The question is, who did it? Okay, so gloves are off with Tucker. He's saying whatever he wants, and he doesn't have a boss to stop him. So this popped up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It wasn't announced. It wasn't Tucker's going to be back tonight. Right. You can look for I'm looking at it right now, Casey, and this ten, it's a 10-minute clip. Yep has generated 65.5 wow. million views. Because it was at 53, so another 10 million this morning. And somebody posted this, I think it might have been Benny Johnson, but I can't remember for sure, who, when this thing, I think it had eclipsed 40 million or whatever, he posts the number and says, if you are Fox News or any of these traditional news outlets to steal a quote from Bill Paxson, game over, mm-hmm. man. It is now a new frontier where the talent itself, and if people know about the talent itself, is the dominating driver to content rather than the medium from which the the, mm-hmm. the content is 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 being pushed forth. Yeah, what did he say? He wanted the Twitter show to be the new uh, shortwave radio like into World War One. Well, like, it, this is where people are going to go now. They're going to go to Twitter. They're going to go to him. He beat Fox News last night. Well, of course he did. No, no. Is he going to get 65 and a half million every time? No, because there's intrigue. Hey, this guy's been gone. He was, mm-hmm. you know, let What's go he of Fox say? News. What's he going to say? But if he's generating a fifth of that, if, if he's generating eight to 10 million views per episode, and think about the brilliance of this. It appears, at least, now I don't know his contract, and we'll see if there's a litigation over this or whatever. It appears he's managing to get paid by Fox News this gargantuan salary and still be able to facilitate his viewpoints mm-hmm. to the world. Mm-hmm. So why would he go anywhere else? If indeed he believes he's not breaking the terms of his release from Fox News, mm-hmm. which you would assume if you had 20 plus million on the line, you would not do that. Why wouldn't you just continue to use this medium to continue to get paid all the money you were getting paid before and now be able to say whatever you want to say? Yeah, and say whatever he wants to say, he did. He said that Zelensky from Ukraine is a living saint, a man who has no sin. Of course, he was joking. He was ripping on Lindsey Graham. He attacked Nikki Haley for her support of Ukraine. He said Americans were being served pap day after day in steaming lumpy portions. <laughs> he said your average yak herder knows who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. It's obvious more than Americans do. He says, does he think some skinny dude in a dress is actually a girl? I mean, gloves off. He's dabbling a little bit in conspiracy theory, but there's no one to stop him because Elon Musk isn't going to stop him. And we don't know when his next episode is coming out. Because he hasn't said, like, this is going to be a weekly thing or a daily thing. Is it just going to pop up whenever he feels like it? He's got a new set. It's his world. It's it's Tucker's world, it, and we're living in it. Hey, when we come back, yeah. Trump did something that I think is wonderful. Okay. And it involves a bunch of children yeah. who were told to shut up and stop singing. Yeah. And we've got some audio from that. All right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
Rob. Yes, Casey. 12.4%. Ooh, tell me more. It's a number between you and your employer. You've contributed as much as 12.4% of every paycheck to Social Security. And if you add that up over 40 years, it could make your IRA and 401k contributions look like chump change. That's why you want to be 100% certain you don't leave one thin dime on the table. Learn how you could wring every stinking little nickel out of your benefits (laughs) with a free Social Security analysis from Bill Demery, your retirement guy right here in Indy. If you have saved more than $200,000 and have not filed for Social Security, schedule your free analysis by calling 317-932-9912. This free analysis pinpoints exactly how to get the most out of your benefits. Call 317-932-9912. That's Bill Demery, your retirement guy at 317-932-9912. That's Bill Demery at 317 317- 9-3-2-99-12. It is 949. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Donald Trump has invited a children's choir to perform at an upcoming South Carolina rally. So this is a choir. They were taking a tour of the Capitol and they decided that they were going to start singing the national anthem in the Capitol in Statuary Hall. And according to them, they had permission to do it from not only their Congress people, but also Kevin McCarthy. And they started singing the national anthem. And then halfway through, the Capitol Police came and stopped them. And the Capitol Police said, oh, this is all miscommunication because you're you have to have a permit. You have to have permission to do any sort of musical performance, a march, a rally, a vigil, anything like that. You can't film or photograph anything for commercial use so the Capitol Police stopped them midway through the anthem and they said no we had permission but at this point it was too late and so Donald Trump heard about this and has since invited them to sing at one of his rallies coming up isn't this amazing let's just say they didn't know you got a group of kids singing and that's the you know they're, it's not like they're rioting it's not you know not like uh, you know they're burning things to the ground it's uh, just a group of kids singing and that is what gets your panties up in a wad mm-hmm. where hey you kids better knock that off too much patriotism going on in the state capitol building and you're right. Uh, now, they did come back and say that it was a miscommunication, that the speaker um, had had approved the singing mm-hmm. um, of what, you know, them to be there. But again, I just come back to the fact that it's a group of little kids yeah. who are singing, and that's what's got you just totally beside yourself. So Trump... Uh, never one to miss an opportunity to, you know, capitalize on an opportunity, uh, came out and is uh, is making the most of a, a bad situation for these kids. Well, I just want to say hello and pay my respects to a very talented group of people. The Rushing Brook Children's Choir. I heard about what happened at the Capitol, and that's a shame. It's a uh, really it's a serious thing to have an event like that, such a beautiful a time in your lives and such an important time in your lives to be interrupted in such a way. But we are going to have you in South Carolina and you're going to sing at a rally for us in front of tens of thousands of people. And we're all going to have a great time together. We love our country. We're going to take care of our country and we're going to pay respect to those people that love it. 
and nobody loves it more than you. So Rushing Brook, remember, South Carolina at our first rally, it'll be announced soon and you're going to be there. And thank you for everything. And thank you for loving America. So the Trump campaign hasn't said when or where this rally is going to be but the kids are invited. It's a 24-member choir. The youngest member is seven years old, and the oldest goes up to the age of 17. Uh, Big doings at CNN, Casey. Yeah, what happened? So This is just breaking news. (laughs) It's just the people who run this network are just unbelievable. Uh, Chris Lick, Mm -hmm. who is the uh, executive, uh, chief executive, he's also the chairman at CNN, out. Oh, He's been there one year. He was, uh, he had made all sorts of changes. And this is what's fascinating to me, Casey. This guy sort of tinkered around the edges mm-hmm. when it comes to changes being made at the network. Like, okay, we're still going to be super liberal, but we're just not going to be totally uber. Liberal. Yeah, extreme about our liberalism. And anybody that is somewhat standoffish about their liberalism, like Don Lemon, you're out. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to address the reason people aren't watching anymore, which is people don't want to consume the slant of our product, and it hadn't helped the, the ratings. There was all sorts of, of drama. Obviously, that CNN Plus thing was a you know a complete disaster, and he is out at yeah. CNN. It's interesting because the different articles, the different headlines will say, you know, he's out. Oh, no, this one says he's stepping down. <laughs> this is like when you get the email, you'll be able to tell exactly what happened there. But he's the guy who, yeah, he said he was going to make CNN a reputable news source again, not so opinion-based, more fact-based, just deliver the news. And that didn't work for him either. Well, here's an interesting kind of synopsis of all this. So Trump does that town hall on CNN, gets really good ratings, certainly by CNN standards. You have that, it was Caitlin Collins, wasn't mm-hmm. that her name, hosting the thing? And clearly she hates Trump, right? I mean, there's just clear- Real-time fact checker. Right, animosity towards mm-hmm. Donald Trump, and I'm sure just conservatives in general. The nasty woman. Their response to that- is let's give her her own show care the face of the network Uh so what you're telling the trump person the trump voter the trump supporter is we still hate you we're just not going to be as blatant about our hatred for you but we're still putting someone in there that cannot attract people from the other side of the aisle one of the reasons our show is so popular casey we rip on both sides (laughs) (laughs) We dislike both sides equally. Now, for Mm -hmm. a variety of different reasons. But when you tune into this show, you're going to hear both sides get it when they don't live up to their end of the bargain with the American people. You'll hear Trump get it. We were ripping on DeSantis for something the other day. We, while we may have people we like more than others, Mm -hmm. we are more interested in telling you the truth about what's going on with your government, with your politics, and the people in it. And CNN cannot separate themselves from being as liberal as they can possibly get away with. Well, and plunging ratings. Nobody's tuning in. He couldn't save the sinking ship. 955, it's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC.